What if 100 million in just India alone die of starvation? This would be equal to all the people in the United States west of the Mississippi River starving to death. We cannot begin to imagine the carnage, the filth, the contamination, and the spread of deadly diseases that would result from that. There would not be enough doctors or vaccination serum in the world to fight it. This week on Connecting the Gap, we're going to continue our study on prophecies of the Bible. Continuing on in Matthew chapter 24, we're going to get into that right after this. Welcome once again. Thank you guys for joining me again this week. We are here for another episode of Connecting the Gap. I think we're episode 61 at this point, and we're continuing our study on prophecies of the Bible, a study done by Damon Duck. I'm Daniel Moore. Thank you again for being here. Go to my website, connectingthegap.net. I'd love to hear from you. There's a link there to uh, fill out a a form and you can send it to me or just email me daniel at connectingthegap.net and of course my podcast platforms are all there please share uh, this information if you would to people that you think might benefit from this uh, we you know i share with you and i would hope that you would share that out we don't want to be stingy with the word of god as we study it each and every day send it to people that maybe have not ever heard of of the prophetic portions of the bible and what they mean and what it means for their eternity in heaven as we draw closer to the end of time to jesus coming back we definitely want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to know so please subscribe and share to my platforms i'd greatly appreciate that and of course keep me in your prayer as I continue my ministry here at Connecting the Gap. We're going to go ahead and get started this week. And again, as I said, we're in Matthew 24. We're still in verse 7. We kind of finished up with a a part of verse 7 last week. Uh, There's a lot in verse 7, so we're kind of breaking it down here. And and in chapter 24, verse 7, at the beginning there, there is a, a portion that says there will be pestilences in various places. We're going to talk about that here for a moment. The prophet Zechariah said that God will strike all those nations that fight against Jerusalem during the tribulation period with a plague. The apostle John said, the rider on the pale horse will be loosed with power to kill one-fourth of the earth with war, famine, diseases, which is pestilences or plagues, and wild animals. The two witnesses will have power to stop the rain and strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. But what about today? Well, scientists and doctors are constantly reporting outbreaks of new, unknown, and more deadly diseases. Of course, the last one we just had come through was COVID. Drug use, sexual activity, natural disasters, and other problems are causing explosive and dangerous outbreaks. In some African countries, as much as one-fourth of the population or more is now HIV positive. The disease is mutating or changing and taking on new forms all the time, and many types and subtypes are now spreading among both homosexuals and heterosexuals. The production of biological weapons, which are weapons containing harmful diseases and organisms, is given top priority in several nations. China just released one here recently. And some producers are selling to anyone who has the money. 
Some military experts are even predicting that bioterrorism could become a major battlefront in the future, considering what we've just went through here in the last couple of years. Several nations and terrorist organizations are known to maintain secret germ banks and germ warfare programs. The suicide bomber, who can't get through a metal detector at the airport, may think he is doing Allah a favor by inoculating himself with a deadly disease, getting on an airplane and breathing on as many people as he can, while flying to as many nations as he can before he kills over. He may be someone who mixes a deadly concoction and sends it through the mail. Someone who inoculates himself, crosses our border, goes to a football game where 100,000 people are gathered. Someone who gets a job on an oil tanker and enters the country legally. The possibilities are endless, and the nations that support terrorism like it because it's easy for them to escape the blame. Just 50 years ago, scientists and doctors were confidently predicting the soon eradication of terrible diseases from the earth. But things changed, and they now say the spread of diseases is a major problem in the world. Medical experts, health agencies, the CIA, and others are trying to warn the world about possible outbreaks of pestilences on a massive worldwide scale. This problem will become more serious as the tribulation period approaches. Then it will reach a horrifying peak. We've seen a lot of that here in the last couple of years with COVID. The way that it came into our country and the way that it saturated the whole world so quickly. I think we now know that the biological warfare is very, very real and that it can actually probably get scattered more quickly than even just having a war. You could wipe out a, a country you know, at the snap of a finger with the right type of a disease. It's by the grace of God that we're still here today and that has not happened. So uh, that, that scripture has definitely been coming true here in the last few years for sure, and I'm sure there's more to come. As we continue in chapter 24, verse 7, it also talks about there will be earthquakes in various places. Here again, the prophet Zechariah predicted that a massive earthquake will split the Mount of Olives. Again, that's a very high hill, about three-fourths miles east of Jerusalem, and two when Jesus returns. The prophet Isaiah said the earth will shake from its place at that time. And prophet Joel said the earth and sky will tremble. And the book of Revelation says there will be a tremendous earthquake such as had not occurred since men were on the earth. That's in Revelation 16:18 skyscrapers and bridges will fall islands will sink into the sea entire mountains will drop into the earth houses will splinter and collapse but what about today at the beginning of the 20th century between 1900 and 1910 there was only one earthquake measuring 7.2 or higher on the richter scale between 1950 and 1960 there were nine there were 125 in just five years between 1990 and 1995. And every year, scientists tell us a quote-unquote big one is on the way. Billy Graham was quoted saying, There have been famines, plagues, and earthquakes for thousands of years, but seldom so many all at once, and seldom so concentrated in time and space. Various signs are vivid reminders that the tribulation period is drawing near, and the fact that these signs are occurring simultaneously makes it even more sure. 
There is overwhelming evidence on the occurrence of these things, false Christ, wars, famine, pestilence, and earthquakes, that would be hard for anyone to deny. This evidence demands the most serious consideration possible. God is sending the world a message every time an earthquake rattles the earth. He is using their increased frequency and intensity to tell us the tribulation period is approaching and we need to be prepared for eternity. We're now going to move on to Matthew chapter 24, verse 9. It says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. In verse 1 and 2 in Matthew 24, it deals with fulfilled prophecy. That's the destruction of the temple in AD 70. Verses 3 through 8 deal with prophecy that is continuously being fulfilled. That's the birth pain type false Christ, war, famine, pestilence, and earthquakes. Here, the word then signals a change in the Olivet Discourse. Verses 9-51 through 51 deal with future events, the tribulation period, second coming, and the judgment. Although those who accept Christ after the rapture will be affected by these things, the events described in these verses refer primarily to Israel and the Jews. During the tribulation period, the nations will hate Israel and lay siege to Jerusalem. In the whole land, two-thirds of the Jews will be killed. Concerning both Christians and Jews, those who refuse to take the mark of the beast, that's the mark or the number of the name of the Antichrist, will be killed. The Antichrist and his corrupt followers will try to wipe out God's true people before Jesus returns to establish his earthly kingdom. World leaders professed amazement in 2005 when Iran's conservative president, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, hope I didn't mess that name up too bad, <laughs> called for a global Islamic revolution. He said he wanted to export it to every nation on earth and said he wanted to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Then, after several criticisms that produced a, wild, a mild apology, he came right back a few days later and called for a world without America. The problem is a misguided religious fervor that cannot tolerate Christians and Jews. While it must be admitted that many Muslims do not think like Ahmad Ahmadinejad, and even that many will be saved at the end of the age. Christians need to spread the word that hatred of Christian and Jews is the way it will be during the tribulation period. When conservative Christians express biblical views that oppose politically correct ones, they are criticized as mean-spirited extremists and enemies of world peace. When this occurs, who is really spreading the hate? David Hawking was quoted saying, These signs will actually occur exactly as Christ foretold, only during the tribulation. And though we believe we will escape the great sufferings of the tribulation by being with Christ in heaven, this is still very serious stuff. J. Vernon McGee was once quoted saying, The affliction he is talking about is anti-Semitism on a worldwide scale. Randall Price said, Once Israel asserts her independence from the rule of Antichrist, anti-Semitism will explode on a worldwide scale, and Israel will truly be hated by all nations. Israel has been restored as a nation, but the people have not been restored spiritually. Unfortunately, preparing them will require a great deal of persecution. During the tribulation period, the Jews will be seen as a threat to world government, world religion, and world peace. The world's desire for ethnic cleansing will produce another holocaust that was a mass destruction of the Jews during World War II. 
Hatred of Christians and Jews will greatly accelerate and include terrible acts of betrayal and violence during the tribulation period. At one point in time, I might have said that that was kind of hard to see and hard to believe, but with today's society, even here in America, all of us Christians have been pushed to the side and a lot of our voices are not being heard. They look at us like we're idiots and morons and don't know what we're talking about. And so I think you can agree with me that as time goes along, I think it's going to be that much easier for us to be persecuted. And we're already going through persecution at this point, to be quite honest. But it's only going to get worse as the end times draw near. So it's something that we need to, to keep praying about and keep bringing before the Lord. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, it talks about betrayal. The scripture says, And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. What Jesus said here can be applied to Christians, but his primary reference is to Jews living during the tribulation period. Doing the will of God will be more than frowned upon. It will be dangerous, and it will even get many killed. When buying or selling basic necessities such as food, water, medicine, and electricity becomes illegal for all who refuse to take the mark of the beast, dissension and hatred will develop not only with the civil and religious authorities, but also with those who are normally one's most faithful allies. To carry the favor of the authorities, to secure safety for themselves, and to acquire goods and services, people will betray their parents, brothers, relatives, and friends to death. In recent years, merchants have stirred up a controversy by telling their employees to say Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Reports say one of the largest retailers in the world even told its employees they would be fired for saying Merry Christmas. Christians should not be surprised that unbelievers would do this. But the startling thing about this is that some churches decided to call their Christmas tree a holiday tree. How can a congregation call itself the body of Christ call itself ambassadors for Christ, say its first love is Christ, or try to win the world to Christ when it's reluctant to use the word Christ. It can't unless it has left its original calling in favor of a political correctness that denies the truth of Scripture. These are signs of the predicted turning away from the faith, and in some cases, it's even worse than that. Many of these apostates and lukewarm believers take the next step of betrayal by offering strong opposition to those who call for a return to true Christianity. They are not content to oppose Christ. They add to what they have done by opposing those who call for repentance. The Union Gospel Press once said, As persecution increases, believers and unbelievers will be separated. There will be some who, like Judas, the disciple who betrayed Jesus, will be fellow travelers for a while. When things do not go as they expect, however, these people will turn on friends and family. Concerning anti-Semitism, Christians should remember that the disciples or the followers of Jesus were Jewish. The Apostle Paul was Jewish, and the Old and New Testaments were written by Jews. Most importantly, a Jew named Jesus died for our sin. He will return to Israel in the near future, judge the nations, and separate people in accordance with their treatment of his followers. When God's people abandon him, ignore the Bible, and worship false gods, they must repent or he will eventually withdraw his protection. Without his help, they will face disease, fear, injustice, oppression, poverty, tyranny, violence, and a host of other problems. He is patient, but eventually it will come down to this, repent or perish. 
More Christians and Jews have been persecuted and killed this century than in all of history. Some want to deny the death of six million Jews in Germany during World War II. Current apathy will explode into bitter hatred during the tribulation period. That's going to wrap it up for this week for this episode of Connecting the Gap as we continue our study based on one by Damon Duck of Prophecies of the Bible. I'm Daniel Moore, your host. Thank you for joining me again this week. We'll be back again next week as we continue on through Matthew 24 in our study. Until then, you can visit my website, connectingthegap.net. Check out all my podcast platforms, my YouTube and my Rumble channel. Please subscribe and share. And thank you once again for your prayers as we continue our ministry here at Connecting the Gap. Well, until next week, don't forget that God's Word never fails us. God's Word has stood the test of time, and through Jesus' death on the cross, He has connected the gap. (laughs) 